Good evening, Mayor of Rabbi Sai. Okay, we are coming back now to Alimud of Shara Bechina. Perachamishi, we're in the middle, we took a break for Pesach. Coming back now, he's in the middle of discussing various aspects of the person's goof. We have the external parts of the goof, and now we're going into the internal parts of a person's goof. So picking up at the paragraph, After contemplating a lot of the person's body, the hands, the feet, etc., now we should consider the trunas kleakoil, the the larynx, the voice box, the vocal cords, umaitsoya dibur. Person just to pause and reflect about the voice box that allows a person to talk, umaitsoya dibur, and all of the forms of getting words out. Hakon and novuv, that we have a hollow pipe, loitsoas hakol vahaloshoin, for the Voice to come out, just that itself, that, that the, uh, the, the windpipe that allows the voice to then come out through the exhale, one who inhales to bring the, the air to the, which makes the diaphragm move. And every time that the person wants to talk, really that's what he should be doing to talk properly. And we don't even think about it. Just like we don't think too much when we walk, we don't talk too much, too much when we talk. Obviously, we should be thinking about what we're saying. But in terms of the fact that we are speaking, that the words are able to come out, we don't even think too much about that phenomenon. But truth be told, we use as a lot of our physical body just to talk. The whole diaphragm moving in and out, the, the, the air that's coming up from the stomach through the lungs, and that air coming out, and then allowing the 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 uh, sound, how will be the pitch of the sound? That's all dependent on the movement of the the mouth and the throat and the tongue. The the vocal cords themselves are two little flaps of skin, and depending on the pitch of the voice, it can move even between a hundred and a thousand times a second. When a person is talking, obviously when a person is singing, it's moving at rapid speed. Sometimes if it's a drop off, a, just a, a, a minute millimeter off, it could, it can make a person not talk well, it could make a person fatigued in his voice. Sometimes a person has one little polyp on the vocal cords. It also could be extremely fatiguing on one's voice. We take it for granted. We just speak and speak and speak. It's a whole operation. So besides for the, 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 the fact that the air is coming to allow the voice to come out, there's also Maitsoi Adibur, which is Haloshain, the tongue. Obviously the tongue, which articulates different letters. Vasvasayim, the lips. Vashinayim, the tongue. The, the teeth. Lechitoch ho'isiois vatamim. Mean to make different letters of different sounds. In the in Loshan Akodesh, it's a fascinating thing. In Loshan Akodesh, there are five different areas where we express letters and words. There are the teeth letters, the lip letters, 
the tongue letters, the throat letters, and then the cheek letters. So, for example, uh, the letter Ches is really a throat letter. Those who really know how to pronounce it, uh, the Svardim, the Temanim, they know how to pronounce it properly. Or the 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 letter Ayin. So most Ashkenazic Jews, let's just say Ayin, the Ayin, it comes really from the cheek, Ayin. It's really supposed to be a guttural letter. It's really supposed to be Ayin. That's the really way you're supposed to pronounce it. So Aleph and Hay and Ches and Ayin is really a guttural. Then you have certain ones that are lips letters, like Bays and a pay. Then you have the ones that are teeth. So they use the tongue and the teeth together, like a tess and a tough. Then the specific tongue letters, like a thuff, because you know we have a tough, and then that's with the dogesh, with the dot in it. Without the dogesh, it's a thuff, really. Okay, we lost some of the pronunciation. But in total, there are five different ways that one can bring about letters. I believe it's the Yisayid V'Sherish Ravoida who writes that it's all encompassed in the word Yishtabach, which is Yud, Shin, Tav, Beis, Ches. That word Yishtabach, which we praise Hashem, like we say every day, Yishtabach, Shimcholad Malkeidu. That word Yishtabach, we praise, the indication is we praise Hashem with five different enunciation of letters. Yud is a uh, a cheek letter, Yud, Shin, Shin is a teeth, is, there's a cheek letter, is Yud, Shin is the teeth letter, because you have to put your teeth together to make a Shin. Then, Tuf is a tongue letter, Yish, Ta, Tin, Tuf is a, is a tongue letter. Bez, Ba is a lip letter, and then Ches, as we said, is a guttural letter, so Yish, Ta, Bach. Just to bring out the beauty of the Lashen Kodesh. And here you see that HaKadosh Bokul created the, te- the, the throat and the teeth and the lips and the tongue. All there just to enunciate properly, to use them properly to praise HaKadosh Baruch Hu with our words. So, just to take note of it, says the Chodesh this is part of Sha'ar Bechina. To analyze, to contemplate the the uh, fact that this is one of the fascinating parts, the remarkable aspects of the human being. In addition to this, says the Chavos and these particular parts of the human body, they double up for other important tasks as well. Not only in terms of speech, but they double up for other means as well. Ho'avir, this that we said, you have the air that comes out to allow the voice to project outward. So it's also used as the windpipe to inhale, not only to exhale when we are speaking, but to inhale. Bekana through the windpipe. Vahaloshain, a person has a tongue. Now the tongue is used very often. Every time we speak, we're using the tongue to enunciate different letters. And it's the only, only way we're able to put letters together to form words to be able to communicate properly is just that. Never we find with people who have some sort of impediment in one of those parts, whether it's the throat or the teeth or the tongue, it's hard for them to speak, it's hard for them to communicate properly. 
But these also serve, in addition, the haloshing, the tongue. The tongue is an amazing thing. The tongue is the taste tester. You know, whenever you have to taste something, what do you do? You put a little bit on your tongue. The Gemara Brachis, Davyadala says, actually, when you taste something, you don't have to make a bracha. Because you're not swallowing and getting full on, no. You're just tasting it. The, the, the tongue is very sensitive. And that's why when you, you burn your tongue, so then you can't, you don't have the same taste. The taste buds are the, the tongue. The yesh imze. It has an additional thing. The yesh imze ezer. It's also a helper. Lahavir hamaychel vahamishteh. We didn't think so much about the tongue till now. The tongue, first of all, enunciates different letters. The tongue is used for taste. The tongue is also used after you chew up the food, you use the tongue as a little bit of a shovel, and it shovels it down into the throat to get into the body. That's the tongue. Again, the tongue licks around the mouth to get the food down. That's the tongue. To get it through, shovel it in. We also have teeth. What does that do? Number one, it, it, it's there to enunciate letters. But secondly, liloi samaychel, to chew, to chew the food. We have front teeth, we have back teeth, big ones, small ones, stronger ones, weaker ones. It's all there to work in tandem to chew up the food. Nebuch, a person who doesn't have teeth, what did he have to do on Pesach? A person didn't have teeth, couldn't chew the matzah. Yes, you have to sift to soak the matzah and then just gulp it down. We have Baruch Hashem have teeth. We have to be thankful for that. The hasfasayim, lack of amishta. So the the lips, the lips not only are there to again enunciate bays and pay and mem, but they're also there to close the mouth when you're drinking something. Because if the mouth would always be open, it wouldn't have these two lips to shut it, close the gates. The liquid would fall out. So they're there to close in the liquid. Because we're able to drink just the right amount to hold in our mouths that it won't fall out and it won't be too much to go down. Everything with an exact measurement. And again, we talk about the human being. It's, it's this unbelievable machine, if you'll call it. But we know for, for human beings, to make such a machine to work so perfectly, so intricately, it would take millions of years, and they still wouldn't be able to do it as perfect as the way it is where Hakadosh Baruch Hu made it. And we should not take this for granted. The chain all of the other parts, the limbs, the organs of a person's body, some we know, some we don't know. Some we know from studying them, or some we know from observing them. And others, we don't even know how they work. But this itself is something truly amazing. So just, we'll hold it here for tonight, just this idea. That the, the, the mouth parts, the mouth consists of five different parts, as he's explaining here. <coughs> we have the, the voice, the tongue, the lips, the teeth, and the windpipe to allow the wind to come out to allow that voice to come out. And all of these five parts, not only are there for speech, but they also have an additional uh, an additional use, an additional task of what we use them. And that is for eating food, containing it in our mouth, pushing it in our mouth, holding it in our mouth, tasting it, 
all of this in the remarkable mouth that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created. Not to be taken for granted, to be contemplated, to be examined, to be thought about, and appreciate what we have. Agutenacht.